Hey, 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 it is your favorite cousin, your good girlfriend, your good church friend, Trees, and I am back in full effect. It is April 17th, 2019, and I hope y'all are in a great space. I hope y'all are eating your vegetables. I hope you're drinking your water, enjoying this good spring weather wherever you are. Hopefully, you're staying safe if you're in a space where they're having bad weather. Back home in Chicago, they just had snow over the weekend. And listen, I just hope that you are doing well it's been a week or so and you haven't heard from me and it's all good I'm doing well I just needed a week to just process some things and really be in a space of quietness and stillness and deal with some things um you know on my own with some friends and um some close friends and that's really what I want to talk about this week we use sis and bro as terms of endearment. Of course, they derive from sister and brother, our familial uh, connections. We share the same parents with either our father, our mother, or both parents. I have four siblings, one sister and three brothers. But in recent times, we've started using sis and bro as terms of endearment for people who we have close relationship with. Our best friends, our close friends, we started using sis and bro to just really acknowledge the special place that they have in our hearts and in our lives. So I wanna talk about sis and bro in the context of being in a space where we feel like we can't share our reality because we are ashamed or maybe prideful. And y'all know me, I think about these things and I usually share from a place where I'm at personally or where I've been. And I thought about sis and I was like, okay, sis, struggling or suffering in silence. And I thought about bro, battling, but won't reach out. In both of these contexts and these acrostics, it describes a place where people, including myself sometimes, are in a space where we will not share our reality. We won't share what's really going on in our world. We won't share what we're facing, what we're enduring, what we're battling against. In fear of people judging us, the spirit of shame, and also, more importantly, the spirit of pride. I believe that when we're battling and we won't reach out or we're suffering or struggling in silence, the enemy uses pride and shame to muzzle us. He uses that opportunity to isolate us because we won't reach out. We won't say, hey, bro, I'm going through this. I'm having a moment. I'm facing this. I'm running into this obstacle. I'm feeling very overwhelmed. I'm feeling very underappreciated, undervalued. I'm feeling overworked. Hey, sis, I'm going through this at the job. I'm feeling like people are singling me out. People are isolating me. People are not valuing me as an asset to their company. I feel um, like I'm being mistreated, emotional issues. I'm going through a spiritual battle. I'm facing this issue with my kids. I'm facing this issue with my spouse. We won't actually say, hey, I'm going through some financial difficulties. Or hey, I'm going through a space where my faith is really being tested and I need reassurance that God has not left me or forsaken me. I need you as my sis. I need you as my bro to come alongside me to share and bear the weight to bear the weight of our sister's burdens, to bear the weight of our brother's burdens. But they can't bear the weight of our burdens if we first don't open up our mouth to share it. We have to move from a space of struggling and suffering in silence, battling situations but refusing to reach out. We can't be in those spaces and then expect victory because when we refuse to reach out, when we suffer in silence, we are then isolated. 
And in isolation is the biggest opportunity for the enemy to whisper lies into our ear. You have to discern who you need to reach out to, who you need to share things with. It may not be your best friend. It may not be your family member. It may not be somebody that is in your ministry group. It may not be your business partner. It may not be a super, super close friend. But you need one or two people that you can reach out to and say, hey, I'm having a cis moment. I'm struggling. Hey, I'm having a bro moment. And you may not even be able to go into detail. But hey, I need you to know that I'm struggling. I need you to know that I'm battling. And because I trust you and I know that you will take this information and not use it against me or hold it over my head and whatever I need at the moment, if it's prayer, if it's a good pep talk, if it's advice, if it's guidance, if it's wisdom, if it's $20 to put in your gas tank, if it's um, $100 to get some groceries for you and your family, if it's a ride because your car is broke down, you know, whatever it is. I know that you will be able to come alongside me, stand with me. Ecclesiastes 4, starting at verse 9. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And that last part is most often used in weddings and when they're talking about marriages and and couples and things like that. But I read this in a different context today. When the going gets tough, when the storms of life are raging, when the winds are blowing, you need somebody that's going to stand with you, lock arms with you and say, hey, we got this together or we're fighting together. We're fighting the spiritual attack together. You're being mistreated. People are talking about you. People are treating you as if you're disposable and not the valuable asset that you are. I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to pray with you. And if I need to open up my mouth and fight on your behalf, I'm willing to do that as well. No person is an island. No man is an island. No woman is an island. That's why being in fellowship with a life group or a ministry group or um, an accountability group or a networking group is important. You need people that may have gone through the same things or going through the same things or may have experienced the same things so that they can know how to fight. And that's the other thing. We're calling people sis and bro, and we can't even depend on them to have our back when we really need them to have our back. You need people in your corner that know your strengths, that know your weaknesses, and know how to back you up, period. They know what you need. They can't know what we need and know how to back us up if we aren't willing to share. So this week, I want you to really just keep in mind that we are in a war. We are in a tug of war in life, whether it's spiritual, whether it's emotional, whether it's educational, professional, we are in a battle. How would it look for you to be in a battle, a tug of war battle, and you're the only person on your side? You're going to lose every time. You're going to be hurt. You're going to be defeated. You're going to be tired. You're going to be worn out. You're going to be exasperated. You're going to be frustrated, confused. Your hands are going to be all messed up because the rope is just going to come through your hands. Why do all that when you can say, hey, I need you on my team. I need you to have my back on this. I'm trying to be faithful and trying to stay holy in my marriage and my singleness. I need you to come alongside me and say, hey, you can fight it out. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
Don't be fooled by all these distractions and stuff. Don't let the enemy tell you that this person is doing this, this this person is doing that, so you can do this too. No, stand still and know that he is God. We lose every time when we try to handle our lives by ourselves. Now, I'm not saying that you are supposed to share everything that's going on in your life, but when you are trying to win, when you're trying to be victorious, of course you need God, you need Jesus, you need the Holy Spirit, of course. But God also knew that we need people to be in community with. If that wasn't the case, then he would not have created Eve for Adam. We all need people to help us. Whether it's a spouse, whether it's a friend, whether it's a coworker, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a teacher, we all need people to be on our side. And not only do we need people to be on our side, but we need to be willing to put the pride aside and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. I know you haven't heard from me, but this is what I've been going through. Don't want to get too much detail, but I need you praying for me. I'm on the other side of it. I'm, I'm working through it. I'm handling the things that I need to handle, but this is what I'm going through. And like I said before, the enemy will use pride and shame to muzzle us. Pride because we want to glorify our strengths to others while intentionally ignoring our weaknesses. We don't want people to actually know that we are weak in a certain area, especially in this day and age when we are exalting our strengths for everybody to applaud, for everybody to affirm, for everybody to to like. That's why I continue to struggle with social media and sharing. At the end of the day, why am I doing it? What's my intention behind it? I really struggle with the ongoing promoting and the ongoing marketing and the ongoing displaying of what we're doing. Just do it. And whoever it reaches, it reaches. And I know that's not the smart way. Y'all know I've talked about it before. Um, It's not the smart way to do things, but I just struggle with that. Because we always want to display our strength. We always want to display what we're good at, and that's fine. Along with that, we can become prideful because we've exalted our strengths that if we display that we're struggling in an area or weak in an area, oh, now they don't think that I'm as polished as they think I am. I don't want people to know that I'm struggling. I don't want people to know that I'm battling this issue. And then the other thing is shame. We don't want to share because we're ashamed because most times these are self-inflicted situations. We've put ourselves in these situations. We've made choices that were bad for our relationships, for our community, for our finances, for our health for our vision, for our goals, and for our dreams. Since we don't want people to know that we've failed and we're ashamed that we failed in those areas, we don't share. We won't say, hey, I messed this up. So, hey, this is where I'm at. I need you to help me out right here. Or I need your guidance. I need your wisdom. What would you do? Do you know somebody who can help me in this area? I'm having some mental, emotional issues that I'm really trying to work out. Yes, I know the name of Jesus heals all. I know that he can break every chain. I know that by his stripes that I am healed emotionally, physically, and mentally. But I may need to talk to somebody. If I'm enduring this same cycle, maybe I need to go to a therapist and not just be stuck in this rut and stuck in this state of paralysis because we aren't willing to really share where we are. Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born in adversity. You can't call somebody a brother or a sister if they've never been through the fire with you, if they've never talked you off a ledge, if they've never corrected you. If y'all have never gone through anything, you can't call them a brother or sister. 
Galatians 6, 2 and 3, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. It's okay to have strengths. It's okay to have accomplishments. It's okay to be um, great in certain areas, but don't be deceived. You have some weaknesses. You do need to work through some things. As I've had to work through battling, just being real, not just with myself, but with people that I have considered my sis and my bro. I'm struggling this week. I'm battling this indifferent spirit. I'm neither super joyful nor depressed. I'm not super happy or super sad. I'm somewhere in the middle. Be in prayer for guidance. Be in prayer for a discerning spirit. Be in prayer for my ears to be open to what the Lord wants me to do. So thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Real Back Podcast where we are really chasing and pursuing life's intangible valuables. This platform is really to ignite a thirst for things that we cannot touch, for peace, for clarity, for self-awareness. Continue to rate and review. Um, Continue to share it on on social media. Inbox me. Tag me. Let me know if this episode or any of the other episodes have really blessed you, have really encouraged you, um, have convicted you and challenged you as they have for me. I listen back to balance all the time. I listen back to past events, please, all the time to check myself to hold the mirror up to myself. And I just really appreciate you all on this journey with me. I missed y'all last week, but I'm back this week as we prepare to celebrate the death and resurrection of our crucified King, that you all have an amazing weekend with your friends and family. Love you guys. Take care.